Okay, guys, uh, good morning. Yeah, it's about 28 seconds in, uh, 30 seconds in, and welcome to this special live stream. No, it's not a Topics on My Mind video or anything like that. I don't really have time for that. I mean, I do, but I'd have to make it really short. Uh, this is more along the lines as I adjust the camera here for those watching live on YouTube and then eventually um, listening on the various podcasts that you'll find the B.W. Rosa's Discussion Podcast at. Uh, but I wanted to come on here, basically, ladies and gentlemen, and um, as the title says, as the title pretty much tells you, uh, do an update on something I did two years ago. See, two years ago, uh, I did a video where I talked about and discussed um, what Archie Sonic Online was. And um, pretty much, much um, it got some views. There's no doubt it did get views. I don't think it got a lot, but it got enough views uh, to get people uh, talking. So... Um, anyway, I wanted to come on here and talk about exactly, you know, what kind of kind of update what I talked about before. I was originally planning to do that yesterday after work when I was waiting for my ride. Uh, unfortunately, um, I didn't have time. I was tired. And uh, also the fact that my ride got delayed due to an accident, not to them, but due to an accident on the Altamont where a truck, a semi-truck tipped over um, and spilled a bunch of rocks and everything onto the ground. And everything, so... So, yeah, uh, basically... I didn't have time, and again, like I said, I was tired. Um, now I have time, basically, because uh, normally, right about now, I'd be getting in uh, the shower or something like that, or getting myself ready, putting the mats down for our dog and everything, and I'd be going out the door to catch 9.15, but I don't start till 11.30, and I'm pretty much going to be an hour and a half there early, and so unless they would need me in that time frame, I'm just going to wait and take the 11 o'clock. And if I'm late by 15, 17 minutes, so so be it. I have PTO, so hopefully that'll um, help out. Um, anyway, though, like I said, I wanted to come on here and um, and I think I was about what? Yeah, three minutes into that. Sorry about that. But I wanted to come on here and basically, like I said, do an updated version of talking about what Archie Sonic Online is and mostly why a lot of fans, you know, as of right now, from what I could tell, prefer it over the IDW book. Now, I'm now I'm not saying the IDW book isn't bad. I'm not saying that. It does have potential. But it seems that a lot of fans are more in favor of the Archie Sonic Online book uh, than anything else. So... I wanted to come on here, like I said, and kind of do an updated version to explain to folks what Archie Sonic Online um, is uh, to those that may know or may not know. 
So So anyway, let's uh, let's get on with it, shall we? It is a little it's still early, you know, as you can tell I'm you know, still a little tired even though I'm drinking some coffee to wake up. Anyway, anyway though, let's uh Let's talk about what RT Sonic Online is, and hopefully this won't be too long where it kind of puts me uh, a little in danger of uh, being late, uh, getting ready for work, which it shouldn't. I still have plenty of time on that. Um, anyway, what is RT Sonic Online? Well, like I said in the original post, uh, like I said in the original post, um, RG Sonic Online is, uh, well, like I said, RG Sonic Online is basically a fan-made uh, comic. It's a fan-based, fan-community-based uh, comic that was created uh, several years ago. Now, I don't know specifically uh, what year it was, but I can definitely tell that it was that it was created basically its main purpose uh, from what I can tell was to basically fill the void that was left behind by the um, original book. Now, in case you guys don't know what I'm talking about, um, let's just say the Sonic comic when it was under the R2 license during its final years, Ran, ran into a lot of legal problems. They ran into a lot of legal problems. And uh, behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes, um, so to kind of shift away from those legal problems to try to, you know, get the comic back to some kind of normalcy, um, they decided at the end of 247 that they were going to create from a story perspective, they were going to have Dr. Eggman um, reintroduce the Genesis wave. Now, the Genesis wave originally got introduced to us um, at the end of the 225th anniversary issue, which led us into the four-part Sonic Genesis story, which was basically uh, to celebrate, I think, at the time... Sonic's um, 20th anniversary. I think it was at the time to celebrate his 20th anniversary. So they had a, so they basically did that. And that ran from 226, 227, 228, 229, and concluded with 230, mostly concluding with the one thing that a lot of fans are kind of split about. But from what I can tell, a lot of fans really don't care for now looking back on it. And that was Sally getting roboticized. Yeah, basically, long story short, Sally Acorn sacrificed herself to take the brunt of the global roboticizer that Eggman had created in story to, you know, in one shot, roboticize the entire planet of Mobius. She decided to take the brunt of it, and thus she became what was known as Mecha Sally. And a lot of people, like I said, at first were kind of like back and forth on it. It's like some felt that her becoming Mecha Sally was a good thing. It, it was going to help her character along the way, even 
you know, develop. Uh, what I'm trying to say is a lot of fans felt that it would help her character develop along the way that, especially after she got restored to where she wouldn't be the way she was uh, before that, that she'd have a more understanding of, okay, you know, you need to let Sonic do the things that he does against Eggman to, uh, to win this battle and stuff like that. Some felt that it was a good thing. Others, like myself, we weren't on board with it. We weren't. I mean, you know, it, it was it was one thing basically. You know, it was one thing to um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it was one thing to have her be roboticized back in the earlier issues. I think it was issue 29, because. That was at a time when you knew something like this was going to happen to a main character. It wasn't going to last. You knew it wasn't going to last uh, whatsoever. So, you know, we, so, so for a lot of fans like myself, for them to do it again, but then do it to an extent where it makes it look like it's going to be irreversible and you're going to have it be kind of like a temporary it's going to be a, I guess the word would be temporary permanent situation and not giving fans a clue exactly when you're going to bring it to an end. You know, it really didn't sit well with a lot of fans and, you know, myself included, it didn't sit well with us because one, yes, Sally is a favorite character of mine. I support Sonic and Sally. There's no doubt about that. Uh, So does everybody else. But to take her character and have her go this direction and go in this direction, a lot of people, like I said, were kind of split about it at first because, as I mentioned, some felt it was going to do her character some good, especially after she got restored. Others just didn't like it because it's like, why of all characters would you have her be the one that has to sacrifice herself? You know, and this is where this is where Ian Flynn, believe it or not, this is where Ian Flynn would get a lot of uh, flack for what he did. You know, he would. He, he, he would get a lot of uh, flack uh, for what um, he, he did. I'm not, I'm not lying about that. He, he got, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? He just got a lot of flack for, you know, going that direction. You know, one... He didn't tell fans exactly how long they were planning to go with this storyline. And then on top of that, what really got people against him wasn't just the fact that he had Sally be roboticized, sacrifice herself and all that, which, like I said, some people actually tried to defend because they said, well, look, it makes Sally look it take, you know, because some fans came out and said, well, look, well, well, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to come up with the right words to say here. Some fans were like, well, look, it basically makes up for all the bad things or all the stupid things Sally did because she just sacrificed herself to save the world. Is is that how you're looking at it? Because I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking at it as the fact that, yeah, she did the right thing to sacrifice herself to save the world. But you also made her look stupid at the same time because... I point this out a lot. Everybody else pretty much sees it. 
She has Nicole aim the cannon blast in the vicinity right at them when she could have easily had Nicole just have the beam go to the side and shoot out, you know, kind of turn slightly to the side and have the beam shoot straight out into nothingness in the sky. And that's it. She could have had that. She could have had to do that, but she didn't because Ian Flynn wanted to go this route. So, yeah, not a lot of fans were particularly, you know, fond of it or anything, like I said. I mean, some fans were like, well, you got to understand. Now, some fans were like, well, you have to understand, you know, um, it's part of the stories to help develop characters and all that. I understand that. I really do. I, I totally understand that. I totally get that. I'm not denying that. Okay. I'm not denying that whatsoever. What I'm trying to get at is it wasn't necessary. I mean, if you want, okay, look, I'll I'll give you this. If you wanted, if you wanted basically to, uh, like I said, if you wanted to uh, basically have Sally sacrifice herself to robotization, fine. No problem. No problem. You want to to sacrifice herself to robotization? No problem. I have nothing against that. But at least give people an idea of exactly how long it's going to be. And most importantly, and I think this again, I was trying to mention this earlier, this is where it got a lot of fans really upset, was when all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Ian Flynn decides to write into the story Robotnik giving Sally a new body or uh, basically weaponizing her. And this got a lot of fans debating as to what happened. You know, did Robotnik, you know, you know, rip her apart and put her head, her now modified head, onto a new body? Or, as I put it, because I even talked about this, did he just build on top of her body and just put, like, a weaponized armor? Basically, a lot of people are wondering whether or not Ian Flynn had wrote in the idea that Eggman had gutted Sally when she was Mecha Sally and just rebuilt her uh, a new body. You know that that's what you know. A lot of people, you know, that's what that's one of the things that a lot got got a lot of folks um, upset with him. You know, it's got a lot of people, you know, upset with with the end because you know of the fact that he would come out and say, "Oh, well, this is what's ha- uh, this." He would come out and he would uh, describe how certain things happen to characters, like. Like when, like when Sally got shot down, when Sally got shot at the end of 225, before that was reversed, he, Ian Flynn basically said, oh yeah, you know, Sally basically got shot down by a torrent gun and made her look like Swiss cheese. It's like, what, what, are, you, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to get at? You know what I'm saying? It, it just did not uh, make any sense. And hello there, Joyce. Nice to see you in the live chat. But like I said, it just, 
it just did not it just not make any sense, you know? It didn't make any sense to me. Anyway, I know I sound like a bit of a bit of a tirade here, but what I'm getting at is Ian Flynn Ian Flynn did a lot of stuff. Uh, Ian Flynn basically introduced, like I said, the Genesis wave, which led us uh, the first time, which led us into the Sonic Genesis story arc, which concluded at the end of 230 with Sally becoming Mecha Sally and then everything just snowballing from there. And then just when it looked like the story had reached its conclusion, that's when Ian Flynn brought in the second Genesis wave uh, in story which led us into the first crossover between Sonic and Mega Man called Worlds Collide. And like I said, the reason this happened was because behind the scenes, Archie Archie Comics, Sega, um, were all dealing with some legal... were all dealing with uh, court battles, dealing with a lot of battles in court with former writer, freelance writer, head writer... um, Ken Penders. And the reason Ken Penders had uh, taken him to court is because he, along with other writers, felt they weren't getting the royalties uh, for the char- for the stories or the characters they had created for the comic. So Ian Flynn, not Ian Flynn, but Ken Penders decided that he wanted his characters back. He wanted his stories back. And Archie's, and Archie Comics, the people in charge of the Sonic book there, decided, okay, fine. He doesn't want his characters involved anymore in the stories or in the comics anymore. He doesn't want his, you know, stories acknowledged. Fine. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to rewrite some of the issues. We're going to, you know, we're going to, basically, we're going to rewrite some of the issues. We're going to uh, basically, you know, rewrite them to, to where a lot of these characters are removed. And that's what he did, because uh, there is a there's an issue uh, part of the endangered species arc, which also Archie Sonic Online is working on. But part of the endangered species arc, where basically we got a new character called Thrash, I think that's what his name, Thrash the Tasmanian Devil, using a warp ring to send all the echidnas, all the echidnas including Julie Sue and including Charmy B, two significant characters in the chaotics and in the books, send them into an unknown destination of limbo. And that was it. And that right there was how Archie Comics was able to write out some of Ken Pender's characters. But then... But then we get into uh, another character. And that is uh, Jeffrey St. John and Hershey the Cat. Both were created by Ken. Jeffrey was part of the story for quite some time. Now, I'm not, I can't entirely remember, you know, what issue it was where he may have disappeared or something. But I, or he's still around. But basically, the last time folks saw him officially in a story for the book, uh, he was being possessed by a weakened Axis Nagus or Ixis Nagus. His body was being um, 
and basically possessed by Ixus Nagus because Nagus's body was weakening and mutating into a animalistic like nature where basically he'd go, I guess, more feral, go into a more feral state or something like that. So yeah, Nagus uh, Nagus basically um, possessed Jeffrey St. John and took control of his body. So that was one way they worked around the legal issues like, yeah, uh, Ken, we know Jeffrey's your character, but you can't take him now because in story, he's possessed by a character that you did not create. So, and yeah, it was just a lot of stories in the main book had to be rewrote because of this legal battle. Like I said, endangered species had to be rewrote um, to the point that it took the original plans to have Julie Sue, some of the echidnas and all of them involved, take them out of the equation. Um, it had to be rewrote to where I think it was before, I think it was a before endangered species where we saw the wolf, the uh, two characters called Lita and Lyco, who are wolf twins, uh, female wolf twins from the uh, wolf pack clan. We saw them involved in the story. And this story they were involved in in the main book before they became part of the Secret Freedom Fighters uh, basically was supposed to also involve the return of Hershey the Cat, uh, Jeffrey's wife, in the book. But because of the legal battles, again, like I said, uh, she had to be removed and thus the story had to be uh, retold. As a matter of fact, one of the covers for one of the parts of Endangered Species had Julie Sue and Amy Rose back to back to you know kind of you know back to back to each other on the bottom right hand corner or bottom left hand corner of the comic of the comic cover, but then because of the legal battles, that comic cover got altered and Julie Sue got removed and Amy Rose was left was the only one left there, and it felt very awkward because you know people look at that and they're like, yeah, it, it feels like somebody else is supposed to be there, and we know who. But yeah, anyway, this whole legal situation caused uh, the crossover between Mega Man and Sonic, the first one, to be the results of a second Genesis wave at the end of two forty seven. Now. A lot of information had come out um, after that. Ian Flynn had created what was known as the Lost Hitchhawk Tales to kind of give fans an idea of what was originally planned, how far the story was going to, you know, um, extend to issue-wise. I think he said the longest was going to be 300. You know, so basically uh, Ken, not Ken, but Ian Flynn basically um was giving fans a kind of tidbits here and there of what was originally uh, in the works. But then recently, recently because of this whole quarantine and everything we went through because of this pandemic, um, I was able to get in contact with Ben Bates. Ben Bates, I think, had come out. And because of the quarantine and the hashtag stay at home at the time, decided to share some artwork of issues and stories he had worked on. So I took the chance to ask him a question. And I basically asked him, and in fact, I'll bring it up here on Twitter in a moment. Hold on for a sec. 
I'll bring it up here on Twitter for in a moment. Hold on. Ah, here we go. Here we go. So if this goes to where I think it goes. Ah, here it is. So back in April of this year, and I'm going to go check on something real quickly. Guys, hold on. Okay, just checking something. All right, guys, it's just checking some there. But anyway, back on, um, I think, what was it? Uh, yeah, April 7th. April 7th, I asked uh, Ben Bates this on Twitter, and this is what I asked him, and I quote, Just a quick question. Did you, Tracy Yardlin, or anyone else working on Archie Sonic issue 230? Hold on for a sec, folks. Just checking something again. That's just my dog. She's waking up from a, a nap. She's got allergies. She's fine. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying. Uh, back on April 7th, um, I asked uh, Ben Bates this question, and I quote. Let me reread this, and I quote. Just a quick question. Did you, Tracy Yardlin, or anyone else, working on Archie Sonic issue 230 and beyond, have any idea of realistically of how long the Mecha Sally arc was going to go on for, especially across all comics. Just curious, just curious asking this, well, hashtag stay at home. So I asked him that back on um, April 7th. Again, what I asked him was, did he, Tracy Yardlin, or anyone else working on the book, mostly issue 230 and beyond it, have any idea of realistically of how long the Mecha Sally arc was going to go on for, especially across all comics. Just curious, asking this well at hashtag stay at home. That was back on April 7th. This is what he responded to me uh, the same day. I think he responded about uh, several hours later. Excuse me. This is what Ben Bates, this was Ben Bates responded to me, and I quote, this is what Ben Bates re- responded to me with, and I quote, I had no idea. This is Ben Bates uh, responding to me, and I quote, I had no idea. The way it was sold to me, Mecha Sally in her later form, quote unquote, Neo Sally, would be revealed as advanced Eggman Robotics and a sleeper agent. The real, and he put, and he capitalized all the letters on that, on real, the real Sally Acorn was in cryostasis, and the next five year arc would be Sonic traveling the world to find her. Let me let me reread that again. This is what Ben Bates responded to me with on April 7th. He said, I had no idea. The way it was sold to me, Mecha Sally in her later form, Neo Sally, would be revealed as advanced Eggman Robotics and a sleeper agent. The real, and he capitalized the word real, Sally Acorn 
was in cryostasis, and the next five-year arc would be Sonic traveling the world to find her. So basically, when I heard that, when he told me that, that really kind of made things a little bit more intriguing because Ian Flynn gave us, like I said, some information in Lost Hitchcock Tales of what he originally planned to do and everything um, down the line. Uh, But here you have Ben Bates who helped work on some of the stories who has pitched the idea by Ian and others. And what he's saying is that the story originally was going to go for a lot longer and it was going to be a lot more convoluted. And a lot of people actually responded to this um, as well. In fact, Ben Bates even responded back. Back um, the next day. Hey, uh, basically, uh, Ben Bates uh, uh, responded again the next day. Um, And this is what he said. Because somebody, I think, I don't know know, how he responded. Um, Yeah. Okay. This is what he responded. And I quote, this is the follow-up he did. He says, I mean, I don't really know. I was just given a basic idea of the direction. Neo Sally was her form after being de-roboticized, a robot that didn't look like it was a robot. Now, one of the people, and that was from Ben Bates. That was a follow-up he did the next day on April 8th. Now, somebody else that has talked a lot about Ian Flynn and how they feel about his writing and stuff and you know how they feel he hasn't respected the Sonic franchise as much as he should, especially in comic form. This is what, this is one of the things that um, Alex Nintendo, Nintendo dude, or okay, Alex Nintendo dude, Hitchfox uh, said. This is what Alex Hitchfox um, responded on April 9th. He showed a picture of when we first see Sally as Mecha Sally weaponized. And then we see Sally at the end of 252. And this is what Alex uh, pointed out or said. Alex said, and I quote, so basically her reboot. So, okay, so this is what Alex said. Okay. This is what Alex Hitchcock said on April 9th after you know, po- uploading two images, the one of when we first see Sally weaponized and the image of Sally at the end of 252. This is what Alex says, and I quote, so basically how reboot Sally looks a lot like weaponized Mecha Sally. And then we have a fan of many things going like, so that robot isn't Sally, but just a robot. And then Alex's response was, I have no clue. That's what I'm. That's why I'm asking Bates for clarification. You see, you see, this is basically all in all, guys. Um, so basically, what this is, guys, overall, is 
the fact that getting back to the whole lawsuit, this is all everything that I'm just talking about here, everything that came out of it, you know, the second Genesis wave into worlds collide crossover, which led us into basically um, the post uh, soft reboot, soft redcon, the post soft redcon, soft reboot known as SGW, as some people call it, Sonic Genesis World, um, was all because of the legal issues done by uh, Ken Penders towards Archie Comics and Sega and those involved because he wasn't getting any royalties uh, for his characters being used or the stories being um, acknowledged or referenced. So they decided, like I said, to go the route that they did at the end of 247, bringing the Mecha Sally arc to an abrupt end. Now, credit, well, credit is due. They did kind of tie things around by having Nicole in the post-SGW world, Sonic Genesis world, be the key, the Duex Machina key, that uh, opened up the memories of the previous world to those, uh, to the other characters, even Tails and Amy, because, because of the fact that Sorry about that, folks. Be right back. Somebody from PG&E is here. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Um, P 
PG&E is here marking the gas lines and everything. So, <laughs> you know, oh, what are you going to do? Um, anyway, though, what was I? Oh, yeah, that, you know, credit what creditors do. Um, basically, they they basically tried to tie in what was going on. And um, what I mean by tie in is um, they had Nicole act like the duex machina key to opening up the memories of the previous world to the other freedom fighters, including Tails and Amy, uh, because they couldn't remember the world, uh, the previous world, because of the Genesis wave altering their minds. So Nicole, along with Sonic and Eggman, are the only ones that remember the previous world. So by Nicole absorbing all the Genesis wave energy, she was basically the key to unlock their memory. So at least they tied it in there. And even for a while, for about an issue or two, had Sally kind of be very regrettable about what she had done as Mecha Sally. But that was quickly just like <laughs> thrown under the bus because of the fact that uh, well, like I said, it was just thrown under the bus because of the fact that they they just wanted to move on from the whole situation, from what I can tell. Um, anyway, anyway, I know we're about um, 37, about 38 minutes in. So what does this have to do with... Um, Um, what does this have to do with Archie Sonic Online, you might ask, and what it's about? Well, Archie Sonic Online uh, was created to basically uh, Archie Sonic Online was created to basically finish what was started. In other words, give the Mecha Sally arc and any story arcs tied with tied into it, uh, give it a proper uh, conclusion. And a lot of fans appreciated that. Now, the big difference, though, between the IDW book and the original Archie book and Archie Sonic Online is a lot of the stories that they work on, a lot of the issues they release are yearly, if not quarterly if not bi-yearly well mostly quarterly to yearly is what it is because you know they got to work on the story and then they got to bring in people to do the artwork uh for that story to make it feel identical to the original um story arc or to the original book that it's based upon so yeah basically you know, basically, that's you know why Archie Sonic uh, Archie Sonic Online is is around. It is to uh, basically, um, you know, it's basically to, um, like I said, finish what was started. And a lot of people see like what they have been reading. I like what I've been reading, and I think it's great. I, I really think it's great. I mean, 248 continues. I'll put it this way. 248 continues what 247 originally left off before the Genesis wave, as if the Genesis wave didn't happen. Uh, 248 
continue from there. Uh, not 248, but 249, I should say, continues from 248. And then 250 um, is exactly what... 250 is not only like what was, I guess, going to be the original, or as they would perceive it, the original 250th issue of the Archie book, but basically what they perceived as going to be one of the major conclusions of the uh, Mecca Sally arc, and that's having Sally restored, because basically at the end of 249, Sally uh, is thrown into the de-roboticizer, de-roboticizer that's being powered by the Krazud, which they had introduced, something that had not been seen since the beginning of the book. And basically 250 was the follow-up as to celebrate her return, her trying to get back into the swing of things, but also also uh, handling her own reaction to what she had done. I mean, there are scenes in 250 that basically have her questioning why everybody is cool with what cool with you know cool with her especially after what she had done you know and everybody from sonic to rotor to anybody else involved is saying like look you know that wasn't you that was a weaponized version of you that was that wasn't you that was somebody else kind of deal they're trying to basically play it off like look sally that roboticized version of you that wasn't the real you because the real you would have had more control or something like that. So yeah, basically, uh, basically Sally. uh, So basically, yeah, that that's how they're dealing with it. And some fans that have talked about it, like crystal maiden 77, um, she's even given it praise due to the fact that um, this is what they should have done. That you could tell there's a lot more effort and a lot more uh, emotion put into the book or put into these stories than what we had had uh, originally. Um, with you know, with the Archie book, like basically a lot of folks, like I said, Alex Hitchfox and many others that have sided with him on this, uh, including um, Melantart VA, who has talked about this. Because Melantart. Uh, VAs even talked about this. Has uh, said that what they're doing is basically uh, what they're doing is they're basically, you know, well, basically, those, well, I'll put it this way. And I'm sorry, I'm still a little distracted off that uh, situation with PG&E there. Um, anyway, like I said, anyway, like I said, uh, basically, um, Crystal Maiden, 
Alex, um, even along with Melon Tart, uh, VA, um, have all agreed that the story that you could tell that the people behind the scenes here have more of a love for the comic, more of a love for the characters, have a better understanding of the characters, have a better understanding of who the characters are, and basically how the real a real initial reaction would be to something like what Sally had gone through instead of just trying to brush it off. So, yeah, a lot of people are... So, yeah, a lot of people praise those behind uh, Archie Sonic Online and these issues for really going in a direction that they felt does stay true to the original Archie book, but also uh, stays true... But also, well, not stay but also stay true to the characters. That's one thing, but also, um, uh, in a sense, you know, you know, really helps develop the characters in a way to where these would be natural reactions in real life to anybody that would go through something that they would have to regret uh, later on, or that they would regret doing later on. So. Yeah, um, the the Mecha Sally arc, like I said, well, not the Mecha Sally, but Archie Sonic Online basically gave the Mecha Sally arc a proper conclusion for the time being. Um, now, it's, the main book, the main Sonic the Hitchhog book, is not the only comic book that Archie Sonic Online works on. They also work on their continuation of Sonic Universe, they work on original stuff like Moby and Legends, which they feel could have probably been a good book under the Archie license. Um, they do their own continuation of the Knuckles book, I think. So they got a lot of stories uh, in mind. So they, you know, they got a lot of stories. Uh, in mind about you know how they feel things could have gone had the book still been under the Archie license now again and now again anybody's wondering well why why do people prefer well, why do I come out and say that people may prefer this over the IDW book? It's mo the main reason I think they pref they uh, pre uh, prefer it over the IDW book is mostly because it's a continuation of the original book, um, as if it's still going on, and the fact that it's giving resolution to a lot of stories that didn't get any resolution due to what happened. Basically, Archie Sonic Online exists to kind of continue as if these behind-the-scenes lawsuits and everything that happened never existed. And that's why it exists, to act like the lawsuits never happened. Now, the other reason I think people prefer Archie Sonic Online over the IDW book is because you could take is you could take characters like, let's say, a Tango and a Whisper and easily incorporate them into 
uh, the main into the Archie uh, universe. You could do that. You can do that. And there's probably plans for them to do that. There's probably plans for them to actually go and um, and do that. So that that's pretty cool, um, if you will. And like I said, they're doing a lot of stuff that's continuing stories that probably would have been written. For example, I'm looking here on the front page, and it shows um, the first part, the first part of what is known as the Rabot Rebound arc, issue 51. Sonic Universe Online. And basically, this is a continuation of the Sonic Universe comic. And it's a story based around Bunny getting back into the swing of things, getting back and becoming a freedom fighter. And actually, and actually going uh, the route of telling, uh, kind of trying to follow up on Bunny's story in the original book. Because in the original book, Bunny had left to go to her uncle, Beauregard, the new character we got introduced to uh, during the original run, to basically get legionized. Basically get her, her robotic limbs back, her legs and her arm back, because she believes she was powerless without them. Um, and if you're wondering what, what I'm talking about, basically in the early portions of the Mecha Sally arcs, Bunny got crystallized. She got basically in the middle of a situation between Nagus and Mecha Sally, and she got crystallized. Nagus used his magic to get removed the crystal as well as try to gain favoritism of the people, of the citizens of New Mobotropolis. And what ended up happening is, yeah, he, and what ended up happening is, yes, he ended up removing the crystal but he also de-roboticized Bunny, basically restored her to flesh and blood. So, yeah. That's basically where Bunny's story comes into play. She is um, basically basically trying to get back on her feet, and that's where Rabot, Rabot Rebound comes into play with the universe online, with the online version of Sonic Universe. Now, they do have some post um, um, some post uh, reboot post, well basically some post Sonic Genesis world uh, stories as well. In fact, one of them that they recently published, if I can find it here, it's called Sonic Universe. Fan uh, Restortion. It's called Fan Restortion. And what that is by Archie Sonic Online is uh, basically what that is uh, basically called Fan Restortion is 
basically they're taking the ideas originally meant for Sonic Universe after the uh, Panic in the Sky uh, conclusion to the whole um, Sonic Unleashed um, Brave New World arc or whatever concluded. The idea was they were going to do a story which was going to have the Freedom Fighters go to separate parts of the world on their own adventures, teamed up with other characters. And because of the situation that I mentioned, the legal situation, and financially, I guess they couldn't afford having it anymore. They just didn't want to associate with the book anymore. They decided to cut ties, and any plans originally had been shelved. And that's where fans come into play with something like Sonic Universe Fan Restortion, which is their own um, separate Sonic Universe series that is the basically the plan for it is to, from what I can tell, is to tell those stories that originally was uh, set out to be told um, after Panic in the Sky. Now, like I said, a that's the o- that's the only post. SGW, Sonic SGW, Sonic Genesis World, uh, Soft Redcon reboot uh, story that they have. Now, like I said, they they do continue with other ones as well, like like with Endangered Species under the Sonic book, there is no changes, no changes whatsoever. There's no changes whatsoever. Uh, 247, they ignore the Worlds Collide, I think, at the end. And then, let's see. Then Endangered Species continues on into its own book, which is the Knuckles book. And it's at, um, I think, issue two right now. It's at issue two. So, yeah, it's at issue two right now. And then issue 251 of the main book is coming soon. So it's going to be really interesting of exactly um, when that gets released, but from what I can tell, it's going to be another year because let's see, 250 uh, got released at the beginning of this year. So I would say by the end of this year, if it's the start of next year, is when we're going to see um, uh, 251 get released. But yeah, again, the, the purpose of the book. The purpose of Archie Sonic Online is everything that I just talked about here and a lot of what they deal with. I mean, the Endangered Species arc is continued on in its own Knuckles Online book. The, um, like I said, Sonic Universe, the Sonic Universe arcs that they had for the Freedom Fighters are being continued in their own separate universe uh, book called Fan Restortion. You have Sonic Universe continuing with online with the Rabot Rebound, focusing on Bunny. 
And then you have other stories um, as well. You have other stories uh, uh, as well. Uh, for example, I can get into it here. You have things like... Um, You have things like Mobius Legends. Now, here's what they say about Mobius Legends. Mobius Legends is a series of short test stories created by the staff, the Archisonic Online staff. Test stories are standalone stories which are not meant to be continued. The sole purpose is to help the Archisonic Online staff develop a workflow for creating comics. There will be five total issues of Mobius Legends, and those five issues are out. One focuses on the Zonic Zone Cop. The other focuses on Amy during the Mecha Sally arc after she fought Sally as Mecha Sally. The other focuses on Fiona and I guess her relationship with Scourge. And then we have Evil Sonic and Zonic that focuses on one and then another um, focuses I guess on the daughter of Robotnik. They do have translations as well. So that's there. So you guys can check that out. The, the point is, you know, they're trying to um, come up with stories that a lot of people, that they feel a lot of people will enjoy, but they also feel are appropriate for what they are because a lot of fans look at, the the Archie book, uh, are, they look at what could have been. I mean, they hear all about these plans and these situations and stuff that, oh, all these plans for stories and everything that Ian Flynn and others involved wanted to make happen, but because of what occurred behind the scenes legally and then Archie deciding they were going to part ways with Sega, all those plans went awry and that's why Archie Sonic Online is here to kind of fill that void and this is why a lot of people believe it or not prefer them over the IDW book because they're not trying to ignore uh, where they're not trying to ignore the, the past continuity and move on to something uh, and move on to something different they're actually embracing the continuity they're continuing it, and they're giving fans something that even if it comes out on a quarterly to yearly basis, is something that they can enjoy in the end. So that's why Archie Sonic Online is around and why a lot of people prefer them, in my opinion, over the Archie book. But, you know, to each their own. I mean, honestly, I will admit that the stories are... And hold on for a sec while I go check something.
Be right back, folks. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, the audio version, I'm basically going outside to lock my gate right now because PT&E came to mark the area where our gas meter was because they're working on something. Okay, sorry about that, folks. I had to go lock my gate there. But anyway, what was that? Oh, yeah, basically, excuse me, basically, um, you know, that's why they're around because, you know, they're giving fans what they were hoping for, if not more, uh, from the book. You know, this, and again, this is why I think fans prefer it more so than the IDW book, because the IDW book, it's its own thing. It is indeed its own thing. But a lot of fans are hoping that at least maybe they can acknowledge the Archie universe in some capacity, as well as the Freedom Fighters. I mean, there is teases here and there uh, throughout the book. I'm not denying that, even upcoming. But a lot of fans obviously prefer this one a lot better. Now, again, like I said, IDW probably is, and you know, IDW is the IDW book is probably a good book. I'm not denying that, but when you look at Archie Sonic Online, yes, it's a fan continuation, it's a fan project, but I think that's why fan, why the overall fan base has embraced it the way they have. They've embraced it because of the fact that it is by the fans, it's by fellow fans, it's by you know fans that will, you know give their own opinion on stuff. So or give their own opinion opinion or their own take on how they feel something should go. And even though it may take a core core take about a year or half a year to to be to release an issue, you know, at least they know they're gonna get something. Like I said, you know, they go as far as to basically uh, acknowledge or continue uh, certain issues, official uh, certain official issues. That is, they they do they be- their best to continue certain official issues, but they do it by basically trying to keep it as it should have been. Like I said, with two forty seven, they basically say 
it ignores worlds collide. They ignore the Genesis wave that happens at the end of it. Endangered species, they say there's going to be, that there is no changes to it, and that basically they're going to continue it in its own Knuckles book, like it was probably originally planned to be. And then you take a look at Sonic Universe, and I guess from what we can assume, the original plan for the upcoming universe arc uh, that would have taken place after 247 or around the same time frame would have had Bunny Rabot coming back. So we can assume that. But yeah, the, the people, obviously, the people behind this do a great job. They work very hard on the stories. And I think everybody, including myself, appreciate what they do. I mean, the staff involved, I think the staff is here. The staff involved include Dr. Z, who is the co-editor-in-chief, writer, letterer. Uh, Gentleman X, co-editor-in-chief, head writer. You have Calvin Sky. You have Inky Away Wishes, who are both writers. You have Sonic Wind Attack, who is a script Writer, script editor and writer. You have Tux Nux, who's a writer, former editor in chief. The artist you have Adam Thompson, or Thomas, Adam Keaton Thompson, who's a penciler. You have um, Andrew DiCosuzzo, so if I pronounced that wrong, who's a penciler and a letterer. You have Chocolo Chow, who's a penciler and colorist. You have Claw Witham, who's a writer, penciler, inker, colorist. You have Dana, who's a penciler. You have Dijimin, who's penciler, colorist. You have Draw Level Lala, who's a uh, penciler, inker, and a colorist. You have Ventivius Culturalist Redinit. You have Ventivius Culturalist Resatilis. I can't pronounce the name wrong. She's a penciler. You have Firestorm Fox Art, who's an inker. Fitzy Magpies, pencil writer. Gayla Rugnin, pencil inker. Gender Fluid Pencil Inker, uh, Gigi Allen, who's a penciler, inker, colorist, James Kennedy, penciler, John TB, inker, colorist, Jonathan Dobbs, who's a great artist, check him out on um, DeviantArt, he's a pink penciler and inker, Johnny Unique, penciler, inker, colorist, Koju, Koju, Kojo uh, Brushhard, who's an inker and a colorist. You have uh, Komora Arts, colorist. Marks Marquis Sterling, inker, colorist. Melody Cheer, uh, Clear, pencil, inker, colorist. Uh, you got Muir Masher, inker. You have McKinsey Lee, inker, colorist. Monica Coleman, colorist. Yeah, Piggy Bank, penciler, Red Rabbit, penciler, Reek, penciler, Inca, colorist, letterer, 
You have Rocket Pal, Penciler, Sea Salt, Penciler, Silvers, Letter, Graphic Designer, Tay, uh, Tail, Penciler, Inker, Hawaii, Ramiz, Ramirez, Penciler, Colorist, Uh, it's, I just thought of something. I heard something there. We have a Weevum Weevo pencil and inker, and Yo Jimbo colorist. So yeah, you have a, a lot of people here that have worked on the book, who work on the book, and. Um, job in replicating some of the artwork from the original from the original run so I, I like that I really do um, but yeah anyway what I'm trying to get at is when you look at Archie Sonic online you can understand why fans like the book why they're cool with it why they like the why they like the fact that you have fellow fans and you got a staff pool here fellow fans that are you know, doing what they can to continue the legacy of the book, continue the legacy of the original book, and kind of take up the mantle for what was originally uh, planned, um, had it for the lawsuits and stuff like that that had occurred, thanks to Ken Penders, and then, of course, um, Archie Comics decided just to end the partnership and Mutually go separate ways with with uh, with Sega. So overall, though, I I can't really say any more than I have. I highly recommend checking them out because when you read these stories, it feels like you're reading the actual official book, even though it's a fan continuation. And you can definitely tell that there are differences because. You know, like I said earlier, you don't have characters just have a moment momentarily. You don't have a momentary breakdown, mental break, a momentary mental breakdown, and then brush it off thanks to one character saying, "Look, what happened to you at this time? That's in the past. That was another time, another world. You are you. You need to move forward. You're the person that did this and this and this and this." So, you know, you don't just have somebody just you know brush it off and everything. You have a character actually still kind of feel regrettable on several occasions because of what they allowed to do, or what they allowed themselves to be done, uh, to or what they allowed themselves to do, even if they were aware of what they were doing. I mean, even I mean, one of the things some people even point out and they like is they point out that Sally acknowledges, "Hey, I knew what I was aware of doing, and I even wanted to do it. I, I said those things. I meant what I said, and I wanted to do those things. I wanted to hurt people. But then again, you have her friends trying to say, look, that really wasn't you. That was that that was a robotic version of you. That's not the real you. So people like that. They like the fact that you, know, you have a character that through the encouragement of a lot of friends who may have been through similar situations, like let's say with Knuckles, but you have, the, you know, like I said, when you know, have friends like you know who've been through a similar situation, like with Knuckles, you have them at least uh, coming to her, coming to her side and her aid, and saying, "Look, what you went through, yeah, that was bad, but that was then. This is now." So, 
So yeah, overall. So yeah, overall, this is why a lot of fans prefer. A majority of the fans do prefer Archie Sonic Online over the IDW book because they can go back and reread these stories and still enjoy them and feel like they're reading an official continuation of the book itself, of the of the Archie book itself. So anyway, though, guys, that's pretty much all I'm going to say. Um, hello there, Z-Tales. I know you came in a little late, but that's really all I'm going to say, guys. I highly recommend checking out ArchieSonicOnline.com. Um, for a lot of the comics, you will enjoy them. It is free. It's no subscription payment or anything. It's free because they want to give the fans, you know, what they feel is the proper conclusion or continuation of a lot of these, uh, of the original Archie book. You know, you know, they want to give them that proper continuation, proper conclusion to story arcs, basically go to places that they couldn't go originally that the original book couldn't go to due to either legal issues or the flat-out cancellation. So I highly recommend checking them out. I think you guys will enjoy them. There are a great... It, it, it's a great alternative, I'll put it that way, because, like I said, it feels like you're reading an actual book, an actual issue, an actual official issue of the comic book. So... Again, I highly recommend checking them out. You will enjoy them. There is no doubt about it. And that's all I can say. So thank you all for joining me. I'm sorry if I have to cut this short or finally going to cut it off because maybe it went longer than I expected. Uh, but thank you all for joining me. Check them. Again, check out ArchieSonicOnline.com. It is a great uh, fan, uh, Sonic fan site and a great fan continuation of the uh, Archie comic book. And when you watch, when you read it and you look at the artwork being presented in it and stuff, it feels like you're reading an actual issue of the book. It feels like you're, re you're reading something that doesn't feel like it was canceled. It feels like it's still going today, but it's going courtesy of the fans. Very similar to what uh, Team Season is doing with the continuation animation-wise of Sonic Sat AM and Season 3. So anyway, though, guys, um, and it shows you basically on both ends how strong a fan base is when it comes to a franchise and the characters involved. So anyway, though, guys, sorry about that. Um, anyway, though, guys, thank you all for watching. Really appreciate it. I got to get myself ready for work, hop in the shower, get myself cleaned up and everything. Uh, but let me know what you all guys think down below in the live chat. Uh, this will be uploaded later on today. Uh, Curtis, uh, later on today, hopefully when I get time, onto my uh, podcast series that you can find at the various podcast locations like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Breaker, you name it. Um, it will be uploaded at those various sites uh, in audio format uh, later on today. So, again, thank you all for joining me. Sorry, this went longer than I was hoping it would, but just had to explain a lot of what was of what Archie Sonic Online is, kind of update you guys on it a little bit, as well with some additional information from Ben Bates and all that uh, that I got earlier from Ben Bates earlier this year. But again, thank you all for joining me. Really appreciate it. And uh, that's all I'm going to say, guys. So God bless. Take care. I got to get myself ready for work. And you all have a good rest of the day. And like I said, this will be uploaded 
audio wise onto the podcast, onto the audio, onto my podcast uh, show or a series uh, later on today. Um, should I get the time? But thank you again for all watching. Thank you again to all of you for watching. And I will talk to you all later. God bless. Take care. I am out.